so anyway how are you how was your week uh my week uh honestly it's just been sucking balls over here oh, not God. literally obviously <laughs> a married woman <laughs> <laughs> um just like life is kind of shit lately yeah um but oh today was really nice out and i opened all the windows and you like got like fresh air you know like when your house smells nice Mm because you've opened the windows for the first time in like six it's not just filled with mold and musk (laughs) exactly and like dog and like toddler smell um i know so i was like it's gonna it's gonna be okay yeah spring will come yesterday we spent the whole day outside burning yard waste oh yeah and it was actually really nice just to be outside yeah but yeah life is heavy 2022 not off to the best start that's okay It'll get better. It'll get better. Summer. I mean, I know we've said this before, but like it has been a rough winter. Yeah. Thankfully, we've had a break in the rain, but like yeah, it has that's been... why I think I'm like happy yeah. today because it yeah. was sunny. Yeah. It's hard. The yeah. rain is hard. Yeah. And, like the gloomy short yeah. days. Yeah. 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 I know. How's your week? How are you? My week. Um, it was. Let's see what happened this week. Hmm. They're all kind of just blending together. To <laughs> like, what day is it? What happened? Yeah, you're like, what? Um, what is this week any different than any other week? Yeah, I mean, it was fine. Um, the house is clean. Mulder went to puppy class. That was good. He's insane. He's licking dogs' penises and humping the air. You know? Mulder's gay. He's, he's gay. Oh yeah, he's super gay. It's funny. I asked. You I need told to get him this. like a rainbow collar. <laughs> I do. I asked the dog trainer. I was like, so this is what he's doing. He's licking other dogs' penises and humping the air. And she was like, well, he's definitely gay. And I was like. <laughs> No, no, yeah, I get that, but like, what do I do about the public we are, displays We love of and affirm him, <laughs> yeah. and we want him to be comfortable in his but own skin. But keep it inside. But, yeah, like gay, straight, <laughs> yeah. or otherwise, you can't lick strangers' also, genitals. most of the other dogs whose genitals he's licking don't seem to necessarily be into yeah, it. It's so called he's consent. Not getting consent. We're not worried about his orientation. <laughs> We're worried about yes. safe and comfortable sexuality and oh, and yeah. his sexual expression making mm-hmm. other feel sen- others feel uncomfortable. Yes, yes. So we need to learn how to teach Mulder my. Six month old puppy consent. <laughs> like you just clarified that. It's a six month old puppy. Just in case anyone doesn't know who Mulder yes, is. It is like, not her son is licking other people's penises. <laughs> but you know what? We talked about this when I first got Mulder, and it's actually what? very fitting yeah. that he is so sexual because mm-hmm. Fox Mulder loved mm-hmm. porn. And so he's just living up to his namesake. He's just like doing what he's supposed to do. We invite you to join us on our hunt for all things spooky. We're here for the tricks and the treats. I'm Elise. And I'm Haley. And, and this, this is, is Easy Bake, Bake Coven. Coven. <laughs> okay, we should talk about real other okay. real things now. <laughs> this but- is so good. This is so good. The headline is Alien Spotted Watching Mars Rover in Certain Proof of Life Expert Claims. So this is from the Daily Mirror, you know, like the UK tabloid. Yes. They're d- okay, I have a question. Uh-huh. Oh, no. So I don't I really know anything answer. about the Mirror. I see stories from them. Uh-huh. So they're just like a tabloid. I think so. So I, like, I know, I always heard it called, like, the Daily Mirror. Yeah. But then, like, they're like, the Mirror oh. is, like, their website. But I'm pretty mm. sure it's just the Daily the Mirror. The Daily Mirror. Okay. It's like the Inquirer. I it because I was like, is this a legit source? Yeah. But once you start reading, once I, like, tell you these quotes, you'll be like, oh, no, I understand <laughs> exactly what kind of publication it is. <laughs> so a UFO expert believes they have spotted an alien watching the Mars rover in photos released by NASA. Scott C. Waring said the sighting was, this is a quote, 100% proof of intelligent life. That's it. That's it. Yeah, like he, he's like, yep, it's 100% proof. So 
um he has a blog called ufo sightings daily did you go on to that blog i, I don't know why i didn't yeah, probably because i was hell? ready to fall in love with him that's the last thing i see so you matt uh yeah matt who yeah <laughs> perfect um so it's like uh you know how like the mars rover just like they upload the yeah. footage yeah. online so he combs through the footage and this photo was uploaded in april of 2021 but he only just found it this past week and <laughs> this quote is so good okay. the original image was uploaded by nasa in april 2021 but was found by wearing on february 3rd 2022 and it appears to show the alien laying in a relaxed pose <laughs> similar to kate winslet in titanic no <laughs> that's what the article says no it's like a fair quote but also i was like uh... okay what else could it be other than a sunbathing kate winslet alien i don't know that's it that's all it, it kind of looks like he's on an artist palette like a paint yeah, palette yeah which he's like very literal with <laughs> his, his interpretation. quote on his blog was everyone here knows i love to comb through nasa photos well i came across something unique something that is 100 percent proof of intelligent life <laughs> i was like oh yeah we're just going there there was a person laying down watching the nasa mars rover from a safe distance away isn't that hilarious wow he's like that's it yeah I guess we we don't have to question anymore. No, it's official. You just said there's a hundred percent proof. And apparently, aliens love James Cameron yes. and all of his work. <laughs> and laying like a French girl. Do you think he that alien knew that the hands of Leonardo DiCaprio were played by James Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't know, then how could that alien know? Maybe we should rename our podcast to Titanic because we've talked about yeah. that part of Titanic uh. so many times. We've talked about Titanic. We talked about Titanic yeah. in the conspiracy theory mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. We've talked about James Cameron multiple times. Yeah, his hands specifically. Yep. In <laughs> <laughs> it's like an Easter egg. You need to listen to all of our episodes. Yes. And find- when else have we talked about the fact that James Cameron's hands were Leo's hands in the movie? Or Jack, I guess. Oh, yeah. Jack. Not- oh, my I just, God. Like, what? Speaking of oh. Jack. Oh. Oh. Okay. So you know that I have like a guilty pleasure that is The Bachelor. Oh, it's I so I dumb. I picked it up over COVID. Nothing wrong nothing with else that. To do. Sometimes we all need to escape from real life. And it is an escape until you realize these are like real people somehow living these crazy lives that they're living. It's I, so crazy. I've heard that this season's Bachelor, I've only read this in headlines. Oh, God. Is the most boring yet. Oh, it's so boring. Oh, you're watching it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't know if you because I I thought you watched like old ones after. Well, they they, already Hulu done. has them the day after they come out. Oh, so, so you, you're like up to date. <laughs> I recommend Joe Millionaire for Richer or Poorer more than I do Bachelor. <laughs> but anyway, two old people from a spinoff called Bachelor in Paradise, which I've is heard where of it. yeah, that's where they go the, and have sex for the summer. Pretty like much, yeah, and on yeah. in Mexico, and it's Love actually it. the most fun because they don't take themselves seriously, yeah. which is so they're fun. like I'm just here to get right, up yeah, and, exactly, yeah, have fun. Um, Good and so them. two people who met on that and got married. Well, I don't know if they're married, but they're together. Uh-huh. And they just had a baby. Oh. And the baby's first name is Dawson. Named after Jack Dawson. Jack Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> and his middle name is Brady. Named after Tom oh, Brady. No. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you named your baby after Jack Dawson? And Tom Brady? <laughs> It's just American culture in just one Amer- I in, was in just a like, nutshell. Come on, like there's better characters to pick. Like so what? many. I mean, and like, like okay, Jack like- was like definitely a good romantic lead, but like, what else did yeah. he do that was great? He gambled. No, he was just hot. Yeah, he was, he was just good a at drawing naked boobies. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So just name him Leonardo. <laughs> He like advocates for I don't know like and then you responsible could, climate yeah, policy. Yeah, and then you know there's also like Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles. Like you could like or, da Vinci, or Leonardo da Vinci, like, <laughs> <laughs> the Ninja Turtles namesake. <laughs> oh, 
was good. so many other better. Uh, I mean, Dawson's a fine name mm-hmm. until you tell me it's named after Jack Dawson or Dawson's Creek, in mm-hmm. which case mm-hmm. I think you're mm-hmm. a moron. Yeah. So. No. So. So. You know who we have to thank for tonight's episode? Um, <laughs> James Cameron's hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, almost as good though. Uh, who? Zach Bagan, the guy with the <laughs> with the hair and Ed Hardy. Ed Hardy. Oh my god. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, I follow Ghost Adventures on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> You've been talking a lot of shit, but I you know, are a fan. <laughs> and they posted something about this, and so then I looked into it, and I was like, Oh, this is good. He might be an idiot, but he's on to something. <laughs> no, I need it's to not his them. fashion sense. He's not no, onto that. Not hairstyling. So tonight. We are going back mm. to West Virginia. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, my God. I have such an affinity for West, West Virginia. Virginia. But remember how um, John Keel said that things tend to happen in a place, re- yeah. you know, repeatedly. Yep. Thin That's place. thing. Yep. And so I guess it makes sense that, you know, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. weird thing would happen there just like Mothman. And, yeah. that it w- and that you would be drawn to it. Yes, I know. Spooky. Exactly. Like we've said, our podcast is haunted. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I should light a candle because we're talking about ghosts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our candle has been lit. Now we're ready to get spooky and lit ourselves. <laughs> also, yeah, the wine is here as well. Yeah. So the, the important parts of the, the important evening parts, are the candle and the wine. If you're new to our podcast, you should go listen to episode six with our friend Corey Giacomazzi, who tells us how important it is to light a candle when talking about ghosts. And if you're new to this podcast, you should go buy a bottle of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc because yes. it's very good and it's the official drink of the Easy Bake Coven podcast. You hear that, Kim? The official drink. You only drink. No, that's not true. We have a champagne yeah. cocktail every once in a while. And we had those real strong things at Christmas. Oh, yeah. That was real good. <laughs> you did. I just I had did. a sip. I had a taste. <laughs> Got crazy. <laughs> so we've said we're going back to West Virginia. Going back to 1897, taking it way, way back. And tonight, Dang, historic. Historic. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about the Greenbrier ghost. <gasps> Have you heard of this? No. Nor had I. Ah! Thanks, Zach. <laughs> Is that his name? Zach. Zach Bagan. Zach. Bagan? Like, like bagan strips? <laughs> Could have my bacon. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what my brain thought of. Uh, so my sources, there is an excellent video on YouTube called, well, the channel's called Mysterious West Virginia. And it's so funny because it. all the, it's like very low budget and like Love very it. overexposed. And like they just take like, um, and by overexposed, I mean like the light. <laughs> For those who <laughs> They're aren't. showing yeah. their genitals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it gets very mysterious. Um <laughs> It's like they just take a bunch of photos that have nothing to do with it and put like a montage together. Oh, love it. But really good info. Mm -hmm. And all the comments are like, this is the most underrated channel on YouTube. Yes. (laughs) So it's pretty good. They're fighting the good fight. Yes, they are. Also, an article from AppalachianHistory.net and an article from WVExplorer.com. Love it. So you could say that this is proof (gasps) of the afterlife. (sighs) Because it is due to this ghost story and her account of events that lead to a murder trial. Oh, dun, dun, shit. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe I have heard of this. Love it. Okay, it's keep going. Crazy. Keep going. So, 
We're in Greenbrier County in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. It's in the southeastern section of the state along the spine of the Appalachian Mountains. Mm-hmm. And remember, it's 1897. So we've got a lot of God-fearing people. Everyone smells. Everyone smells. Everyone is praying while smelling. You know, it's just <laughs> it's good times. Very religious. Your cousin is your uncle. And yes. you stink. Yes. That's just not, that's not like a West Virginia thing. That's an 1897 yes, thing. Yes, 1897 <laughs> thing. And at the center of our story is a woman ma- named Zona Heaster Shoe. Oh, wow. Now, That's there are name. some accounts. Zona? That, Zona. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there are some accounts that say her first name was Elva. Oh. And it makes sense because I was trying to find her, like, death certificate. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was oh, nothing. Journalist. Zo- I know. I'm like, whatever Google says, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, let's just verify the facts. Well, the reason is because there are differing accounts of how she died. Oh. Um, and so I was like, well, let me find out for myself. Uh-huh. And I couldn't find anything for you. But she's a real person because there is a gravestone with her name. So this isn't uh-huh. just like some legend. Yeah, like yeah, she's, yeah. she's real. Uh-huh. Um, but so everyone really calls her Zona Heastershoe. So maybe her first name was Elva, but People called her they Zona. dropped it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. She's 22 years old. And at the time, she lives with her mother in the town of Crawley, which is 14 miles away from where our story takes place in Live Say Mill. Which is such an interesting... What is it called? Livesay Mill. Two words. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very curious. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently, her reputation was the subject of gossip. Mm. Some reports say that in ni- 1895, she mothered a child out of wedlock and there was oh. no oncoming marriage. Mm-hmm. But what's weird about this is I never saw reports of the child. So mm. I don't know if she had the child with Gave her. Gave it away or, or yeah, died. Or, no yeah. reports on that. Hmm. She is drawn to a man by the name of Erasmus Stribling Shoe. Oh, God. <laughs> that is a lot. It is a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, who's Erasmus Stribling Shoe? <laughs> Who isn't? Who is he? He's a blacksmith, and as if his real name wasn't bad enough, locals know him as Trout. <laughs> so, don't know what that says about Erasmus. Do we, do we know why? Mm-mm. No. Nope. He smelled like fish. Yeah. They all smelled bad. Yeah. You know? He's a fishy smelling yeah. dude. Yeah. But he was considered friendly and hardworking. He's mm-hmm. the local town blacksmith. People right. have to go to him a lot. He had arrived one year earlier. He came from the Droop Mountains of Pocahontas County, which was nearby and oh. not politically correct. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but he also kind of had a life that was subject to gossip, mm-hmm. and he'd moved to this area to start over. Mm-hmm. So what's with the gossip? Well, he'd had two former wives, mm-hmm. and both of them <gasps> had died young and somewhat oh, no. suspiciously. Oh, no. He's a murderer. One had fallen off a haystack. (laughs) (laughs) I know I shouldn't laugh because it's really sad. What a silly way to die. (laughs) And the other fell. How big can a haystack be? (laughs) What? Okay, sorry. The other died from a falling brick that fell from a chimney that Shu was in the process of repairing. Oh, isn't that convenient? He threw a brick at his wife's head. Yeah. Little fucker. Have you watched Wild Crime? on no. hulu no it's really good it? recommend anybody watch it who hasn't already it's about um like murder in the national park in rocky mountains oh. it's really good is it like true or is it oh yeah it's like a mini documentary mini i listen to a podcast sometimes called park predators that's just about oh. like all the people who've been killed in national mm-hmm. parks and it's like fascinating yeah also really scary yeah <laughs> totally mm-hmm. well in this wild crime mm-hmm. it shows how he tried to kill her previously and one time he'd like thrown a piece of wood off of a deck and like it had hit her in the head oh and she lived but it's like similar to the brick i'm like mm-hmm. this these idiots were just like i'll just throw something and see how it mm-hmm. goes down there was also rumor of him serving time in prison for stealing a horse 
So I don't know that stealing a horse makes a murderer, but you're probably a little he's shady. Immoral. Yeah, he's not. He's not to be trusted. No, not to be truffled he's with. He's called Trout. So that <laughs> yeah. should be your first red flag, yeah. ladies. If he's had two wives die in mysterious mm-hmm. ways, red and, flag. And you know, especially in the late 1800s, like we've said about current, or well, as late as the 90s. People weren't talking. No. Local how would you know? Yeah. How would you know? Yeah. You can't Google Erasmus shriveling shoe. <sighs> Taking your life in your own hands, dating, especially back then. Right. <laughs> I actually, you would appreciate this. I saw uh, a reel. Now I watch reels before bed. Mm-hmm. It's weird because I keep having really violent nightmares and I wonder oh. if that's why. <laughs> um, your mind I'm, is like, no more Instagram. Yeah, my brain is like, stop <laughs> with this garbage. You're abusing me. Yeah. But there was this like maid of honor doing a maid of honor speech. Oh, no. And she was like, I want you two to look into each other's eyes, like to the bride and groom. And oh, they look God. at each other and she goes, stare at this person sitting across from you. And just know that statistically speaking... <laughs> They're the most likely to murder you. <laughs> Amazing! <laughs> so good. Oh my, did she was people like this, enjoy it. Oh yeah, people okay, were cracking guys. up. She was like this little blonde thing. Like she was like platinum blonde, like lots of makeup. But I was like, yeah, not expecting that. You were probably like gagging. Say. I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, what oh, is this going to be? And then I was like, yes, that's why they're best friends. Isn't that so funny? <laughs> that's so funny. So he moves to this new area, Live Say Mill, and he finds work at the blacksmith shop of James Crookshanks, and he moves into a two-story frame house. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Zona was drawn to him. Maybe it's because they were both kind of outcasts a little bit. They had this dark history. She's like, people don't like me either. Right. And he was pretty good looking. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and she (laughs) was looking. Was not. Yeah, she was looking. So, you know, maybe she just saw a good opportunity. He was like, I can kill her. And she was like, he's looking (laughs) at me. He exists. (laughs) He likes me. Yeah. Oh, poor thing. uh, Zona's mother, Mary Heaster, did not like uh, Mr. Trout. And Mm. she was not afraid to say so. She did not Mm -hmm. like this guy. Was not not approving of their relationship. Smells like fish. Zona doesn't care. And she and Shu are married in Greenbrier County (gasps) in October of 1896. Man. Yep. And it's too bad that she didn't listen to her mother because not long after Christmas, she fell mysteriously ill. Oh, no. Uh, Dr. George Knapp was called. He examined her on several occasions, but Mm -hmm. he couldn't diagnose it, couldn't figure out what was wrong. And she just becomes progressively worse. Oh, no. Is he poisoning her? I That's never made clear, but that's obviously where my mind went to. Like, Mm -hmm. why is she just randomly sick? And some speculated that she was pregnant again, but like, I'm pretty sure a doctor would be able to understand. Oh, have you had your period? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Let me feel... Let me do an exam. Oh, your uterus is right. huge. Expanding. Okay. Yeah, this makes sense. Yeah. Um, and neighbors said that Shu took on the role of doting husband. Like he oh, seemed he to taking enjoy care taking of care of her. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, this is another thing that really drew me to the story is that the main event, the mm-hmm. murder, happens on January 22nd, 1897, <gasps> which is my birthday. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You are so celestially entwined mm. or devilishly entwined. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Hellishly entwined. Hellishly entwined. Love it. So Shu leaves early for work in the morning mm-hmm. and he stops at the nearby home of Martha Jones. She was known by the community as Aunt Martha. <sighs> and he tells her that Zona's not feeling well, which everyone knows. She's been mm-hmm. sick. Right. And he asks if her son Andrew can stop by, maybe pick up the eggs from the chickens and kind of give Zona a hand if she needs any help. Mm-hmm. So Andrew agrees, but he doesn't go right away for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So Shu comes back to the house three different times 
just in the morning to ask Andrew, hey, can you please go over and check on Zona? Oh, so he had killed her and he's like, I need someone to find her body yeah. now. Will you please go find her body? up that he asked a child to do it. And like, why are you in such a rush for right. her body to be found? Like what? But like a child? You're yeah, sending a little so kid over there? Up. So Andrew goes. Mm-hmm. He arrives some at the house sometime between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. And this is a quote directly from Andrew. Four times he came back to the house for me. Each time I was busy. About 1 p.m. he came again, and I agreed to run his errand. Going to the house, I felt that something was wrong. All of the doors were closed, and there was an air about the place I did not like. Reaching the steps, I saw a trail of blood. (gasps) That scared me, but I went to the door and knocked. No one answered. I tried it, and finding the door unlocked, walked into the kitchen. The trail of blood continued across the floor to the dining room. This door, too, was closed. Once more I knocked, and getting no answer, walked in. I stumbled over Mrs. Shue's body. (gasps) There she was, stretched out on the floor, looking right up at me through wide-open eyes. She seemed to be laughing. (gasps) I was frightened, but still able to reach down and shake her. She was stiff and cold. Running from the house, I called across the field to Aunt Martha. Mrs. Shue is dead! Oh my god. They said she was positioned with her feet together, one arm at her side, and the other lying across her stomach with her head slightly tilted to one side. So, so creepy. Poor kid. (gasps) Oh, like so sad. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. So Andrew flees and reports what he finds to his mother, Mm -hmm. and then he goes and finds Trout and tells tells him what had happened. Mm -hmm. Dr. Knapp, the same doctor who'd examined Mm -hmm. her when she was ill, was sent and he arrived at the home an hour later. Now, by the time Dr. Knapp arrives... Mm, they cleaned up all the blood. Worse, Trout has dressed her in her <gasps> funeral clothes, which is a high-necked dress, oh. and there's a scarf around her head. Oh and this God. was really weird because I guess at the time, women would prepare the body for viewing and burial. It wasn't right. something like that some men really thing. did. Mm-hmm. And so the doctor was like, well, that's weird, but whatever. Oh, my God. I know. So he starts making resuscitation attempts, but the body's cold. Oh, Jesus. There's no chance. She's a goner. Hmm. And he notices there's a slight discoloration on her right cheek and neck. And so he starts to loosen the collar that Mm -hmm. she's been dressed in. And Shu, the husband, Mm -hmm. who is holding her head in his lap, like Mm -hmm. cradling her, starts protesting and angrily demands that Nap stop. Do not touch her head. Leave her alone. Oh, my God. So he just like assumes. Like, how suspicious can you be? Go check on my wife. He goes there four times. Just go fucking check on her yourself. Right. Yeah. Why don't you stop Oh, no, don't touch her or Mm -hmm. examine her body in any way, doctor. Very strange. And this just shows like back in the day, it was like. Oh, the husband doesn't want me to do something, so Mm -hmm. I won't do it. Mm -hmm. Like, no, bullshit. Well, and like, oh, we have to respect her modesty, and he doesn't want me to see her skin. Right. Whatever. Bullshit. Yeah. So the doctor says, all right, well, he doesn't want me messing with her, so I just, I won't look into it any further. So her body is taken. They're transported over Sewell Mountain to Crawley, and she's laid to rest. Some people say in the Sewell Chapel Cemetery. Others say she was buried in a little family graveyard on the side of the mountain. How sad. Now, she's prepared for visitation, and during the viewing of the body, mm-hmm. Trout never leaves the head of the casket. He's always up by mm-hmm. her head. He's, like, protecting to make sure that no one looks at anything. Right. Ugh. And he had placed rolled-up sections of cloth on either side of her head that he said would be comfortable for her. What the fuck? He placed a folded sheet on one side and a nondescript he cut, he cut her head off, either. and that's why he's keeping it there. We'll see. Ugh. So this helps keep the head in an upright position, and again, no one's allowed to touch her. No one's allowed oh to God. do anything. The doctor attributes her death to 
he says heart failure, but it also said the everlasting faint. (laughs) (laughs) She got the big sleepies. The big sleep. Oh, my God. But this is what's so weird is that after death, her death certificate is changed from heart failure. Or I don't know if it's changed, but he changes his mind Hmm. and puts on the death certificate childbirth. Childbirth? Yeah. Which we know she wasn't pregnant. No, there was no baby. So that's weird. Yeah, I don't I don't really get it. So all of this seems weird. He's trying to say that she miscarried or something. Yeah, like maybe. Early, and that would explain the blood or right. something like that. I guess. But like, why isn't there blood in her underwear? Like, yeah. pretty clear. Yeah. But all of this doesn't sit well with Mary Heaster, Zona's mom. She's like, there's mm-hmm. something really odd about this. Mm-hmm. Why was she changed? Why was she... Why didn't he let anyone touch her or yeah. examine her body? Just doesn't make sense to uh-huh. her. And why was he never leaving her head? And yeah. why was so much attention paid to it? Like, why does she need cloths? cloths her. She's dead. Right. Now, There's no such shoes, thing as comfort when you're dead. Right. Yeah. yeah. She does, she's gone. She doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. She gets permission from Shu to remove a white sheet from Zona's casket and take it home with her. This mm. is really weird. <laughs> and I only found it in one area. Mm-hmm. But it is used later in court. And so it has to be legit because it's yeah, yeah, seen yeah. in documents. So she brings this sheet home. Oh, and days later, she notices that it's giving off a foul odor. Because <laughs> it was laying under her right, body. Under her do- dead dying daughter i can't talk shit daughter. because the like blanket that was wrapped around stella oh, when yeah. she died we like took her yeah, to the same. vet in that blanket yeah. and i sleep with it well every night. i mean it's comfort <laughs> just like i cuddle yeah, it and i'm like at some point i should probably wash this dead <laughs> no. blanket but i'm not ready yet <laughs> yeah. so i'm like oh my god that's so gross why would you want that sheet does she cuddle with it at night well hopefully it doesn't do what this sheet did oh, no. which is when she tried washing it it turned red and then faded to a shade of pink, and it couldn't be cleaned. Like, what? nothing would remove the shade of pink. Oh, that's weird. Isn't that weird? But it wasn't red before. No. Weird. Like, what the fuck is that? Do we ever find out? No. Ah! No, there's no closure. <laughs> oh, I don't like Unsolved Mysteries. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I do, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she turns to prayer, and she says, you know, God, I would love to talk to my daughter. Please bring her to me so I can figure out what happened. Like... Which and is Satan's like, like this is yeah. sort of my area of expertise, but I'll hook you up, sister. Step away, God. I'm coming <laughs> He's in. He's not going to help you. <laughs> Several days after the funeral, Mrs. Heaster is awakened from her sleep by a noise in her cabin. Mm. She starts constant praying and hoping that she can see her daughter, hoping to get the real solution. Mm. Oh, I love that that's where her brain goes. I know. Like, she's not scared. She's, she's oh, like, she's here. Okay. The ghost. That, come yeah. on. Peering through the darkened room, <gasps> she sees an object. And she says it was her daughter dressed in the very dress she had died in. Oh, my God. Goosebumps. The daughter seemed about to speak, but when Mrs. Heaster reached out to her, she disappeared. No. But Mary's not done. She's like, I, if mm-hmm. this is possible, God, bring her to me. Mm-hmm. Let me see her. Mm-hmm. So the next night, she resumes her prayers, praying long and earnestly that she'll return again mm-hmm. to explain her death. Mm-hmm. And again, <gasps> her prayers are answered. Oh, my God. So this time she starts talking to Zona more freely and she's saying, you know, please just help me understand what mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. A third visit and then a fourth <gasps> happens to Mary over the course of, I think, four days. And finally, she lets her mom know oh what happened. Oh, my God. So her daughter says that, you know, she'd been ill. She wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. And her husband had been out for work. And so when he came home, she made him dinner mm-hmm. and he gets really pissed off. Because she hasn't cooked any meat. There's no meat on the table. Oh, okay. She's provided like apple butters and, mm-hmm. you know, lots of not, lots of nice little foods. But it's mm-hmm. not meat. It's not what he wants. And so he loses it. Oh, no. And ends up breaking her neck. 
And oh, that's why he needed to support her head in oh, the casket and God. in the dress. Oh, my God. So armed with this knowledge, Mary is like, I've got what I need. And mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure something is done about it. She goes to her brother-in-law, Johnson Johnson Heaster, and tells him the whole story. Mm-hmm. And at first, he's kind of like, oh, this is a little weird. But little she's woo-woo. like steadfast in mm-hmm. her story. Mm-hmm. And so he says, all right, well, let me go talk to Shu and see what he has to say. Mm. And everyone says Shu is not sad. He doesn't feel like he's mm. – it doesn't seem like he's mourning or depressed. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of aroused his suspicions, too. Mm -hmm. Then he talked to Anderson Jones and others who were present at the house when the body was found. And he's convinced that there's foul play going on because of how he dressed her and how the neck Uh was behaving weird. So he decides that he'll go with Mary to Lewisburg for a conference with prosecuting attorney John A. Preston. And I guess he was like a really good lawyer in the day. Is John Preston the name of Mr. Big? (laughs) Yes. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. It is Mr. Big. He went to Mr. Big. He went to Mr. Big. And he was like, oh, I'm a rapist, honey. I, you yeah, can't sorry. really, I, I can't help you here. No, Mr. Big's not a rapist. The no, yeah. We can separate reality from fiction. <sighs> Again, I can separate Although, art from artists, except when it comes <laughs> yes. to fucking, what's his name? Who? Woody Allen. <laughs> oh, yeah. That just, it, he Roman brought Plansky. his weird art into real no. life. When you bring Not children okay. into it, no thank you. No thank you. Mr. Big, he's still chilling he's still my books. Okay, yeah. Just not the Mr. actor. Preston. So they go to John Preston's office. <laughs> and, you know, of course he's a little like, this is woo-woo, but mm-hmm. she's so sincere and mm-hmm. she has such candor that he's like, all right, I'm going to And other people this. are like, yeah, like, we're, it was weird. He yeah, was weird the way he handled it. Weird. It's weird how he's grieving. Right, yeah. exactly. And he goes to Dr. Knapp, who, mm-hmm. as we know, thinks that it's weird. And Knapp is like, you know, it is possible that her neck is broken because he wouldn't let me look at the neck or the body. So mm-hmm. it seems Anything like is possible. Yeah. yeah. So they came to the conclusion there was more to the case, and they decided that they would take the body out of the grave, oh, which shit. was, like, huge a for huge, back then. Like, yeah. that didn't happen. I bet. Um, it's a I big guess, deal now. Right. Yeah, you know? for sure. And someone said that Trout Shoe was said to have said, that's a lot of saids, but <laughs> <laughs> that he would be imprisoned if the body were removed, but that he would never be convicted, that it couldn't be proven that he had killed her. Oh, my God. So now we're arrogant, you piece of yeah, shit. Totally. February 22nd, 1897. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. one month exactly from oh when she's they dig her up. dead. Yep. They, they remove her casket, take her body out. They bring her to a schoolhouse for autopsy, which oh, is Jesus. so gruesome. Imagine like, Children. yeah, there was a body on this table. And then Monday, day, they're yeah. doing their tablets. <laughs> Slate tablets, not iPad tablets. <laughs> I was like, they didn't have an iPad then, Elias. This is the 1890s. <laughs> I guess the doctor, along with a five-man jury, were all a part of this. <laughs> and Shu had to be present, but he had to be, like, in another room. Like, he had to be around. Oh, my God. Because they were like, you're not going to run, you little fucker. Yeah, exactly. Good. Now, because it was winter like and so... Like, I'm pointing so- at yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, you little like, fucker. This is you, you little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> because it was winter in West Virginia, the body was in perfect condition because oh, it was so cold. Oh, because it was so cold. cold. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. First, he searched for poison because that was where our mind went to first. Yeah, yeah. Which... I don't really know how would they test for poison back then. Yeah. Like accurately. Maybe maybe um it makes some organs like maybe your oh, liver see would it. look weird. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Because it was trying to But as we know there are or poisons you can't see later, totally. right? So he could have been poisoning her yeah, for those he could have been. leading up to it. Well, it's it. weird that she like suddenly fell ill. Right. And with no cause. Right. But he finds no trace of poison and <laughs> apparently this is so weird to me. He works on the body for 3 days. Before finding out that her neck is broken. <laughs> like, dude, 
You, you could just, have, like, you look at you, it. Like, one of the first yeah, things you do is, like, move her head. head. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. Oh, man. Old-time medicine. Yeah. You even wonder, like, I was just thinking as you were saying this, like, doctor. But, like, what did that mean right. then? Yeah. Like, like he, what were your qualifications? Like, he had many vials with different right. herbs in them, <laughs> yeah. and then he was the doctor. Yeah. You know, like, what is Traveling this training? charlatan. Yeah. But I guess during this whole time, because remember, Shu is present, and he's visibly nervous. Mm. Of course, he's maintaining his innocence, mm-hmm. but he's just sitting on a large packing box, whittling with a knife, and not really looking Don't up. give this man a fucking knife, you guys. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, the doctor turns to Mr. Preston, the attorney, <gasps> a.k.a. Mr. Big. Mr. Big. <laughs> and they whisper together for a few minutes. And then Mr. Preston turns to Mr. Shu and says, Well, Shu, we found your wife's neck to be broken. And at that moment, Shu's head dropped. <gasps> a change came over him that I can't explain, but it certainly proved his guilt to me. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> guilty. Well, the, the way that he reacted to that yeah. certainly sure proves thing. that he's guilty. Yeah. There is 100% proof of no aliens on Mars based <laughs> yeah. on this photo. Same kind of idea. Next, she'll be posing like Kate Winslet saying, paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> They found that her neck had been dislocated between the first and second cerebral vertebrae and the ligaments had been torn and ruptured. Shit. They also found that her windpipe had been crushed from the front portion of her (sighs) neck. So they do all this investigation Mm -hmm. and they return her body to the earth. She was arrested, placed in the Greenbrier County Jail with first degree murder. Shit. Mm -hmm. Good. Now, John Preston and another attorney, Henry Gilmer, were worried about a conviction because they had no witnesses, no fingerprints, no blood on him. Just a dream. All they have is a ghost. Mm. Right? Shit. Well, that's what you'd think, that it's a dream, right? Mm-hmm. Not according to Mary. No, no, no. We'll get into in a minute. Well, I mean, there's something there because she was right. Right. The next day, they arrive to arrest Shu, mm-hmm. and he seems in brighter spirits, and he offers them breakfast that he cooks himself. Like, don't eat that. Right. He's a poisoner. Well, they eat it like <laughs> idiots. I'm just picturing them all sitting around a table like, well, Shu. <sighs> to be a white man in America. In. <laughs> right? Right? So and this kind of reminds me of, like, um, John Bonet. Like, they're all just sitting around mm-hmm. like, oh, your daughter was found murdered in your house. Let's all just talk about this. Let's just wipe up the kitchen table. Yep. Be fine. Mm-hmm. So they bring him into jail. He's charged with her murder. And he brags that he's going to be found innocent. And that brings us to the trial mm-hmm. on June 22nd, 1897. Now, remember, they only got married in 1896. So they weren't even Man. together a year before a she's year before found dead and murdered. The two representing Shu are Dr. William Parks Rucker and attorney James D. Gardner, who was the first black attorney to practice law in West Virginia Circuit Court. Oh, wow. So there were a lot of things about this case that were groundbreaking. Yeah, groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. It was the state of West Virginia versus Erasmus Stribling Shoe. And Preston really didn't want Mary Mary to take the stand because he knew that she'd look ridiculous and crazy and that Mm -hmm. the secondhand information would probably be inadmissible and would Mm -hmm. damage any credibility that she had Mm -hmm. for the jury. The first few days of the trial proceed like any other. They bring all these witnesses together. They bring Dr. Knapp. They bring Jones, who all provide powerful testimony. And witnesses said that she was the only person seen around or about the house that day mm-hmm. prior to her death. Others talked about how he addressed Mrs. Shu and placed that stiff collar around her neck. And then he added a veil several times folded in a large bow under her chin around the collar. Oh, my which is God. Which is just so weird. Yeah. They don't, they, they don't know or they don't bring up that he had two wives die. Two I don't think it really makes through. it into the trial. No. Which... 
Yeah. I mean, it's pretty important. I yeah. Would think. But I could see, I mean, even, even today that might be like inadmissible right. if you can't prove that he right. did it. Like he never went to trial for that. Right. Exactly. Right. Like I said previously, people thought he didn't really show appropriate remorse or, uh-huh. or not remorse, but yeah. sadness after his wife yeah. had died. Um, one testified that when Shu was summoned to the postmortem, he declared he knew he would come back after arrest or that he would be arrested, but that he could not be proven guilty. Like he was bragging about it to That's people. so weird. What an idiot. I know. The arrogance of it. Totally. Now, the lawyer for the defense decides he wants to call Mary to the stand because he's like, I want to show how freaking ridiculous oh. this is. Mm-hmm. He wants to undermine and embarrass her, cast any shadow of a doubt he can mm-hmm. for the jury. Mm-hmm. And this completely backfires. Yes. She says that the apparition came to her four times and she pleaded with the ghost to tell him what happened or to tell her what happened. Mm-hmm. And as we said previously, he had come back from work, was in a foul mood. She makes him this food mm-hmm. and He's he gets happy. pissed. Yeah. Right. Now, we've done this once before and I'm hoping that you'll be into it again. <gasps> yes. We have a transcript. Yes. <laughs> Feel free to read however you want, whether that's in an... West Hello, Virginia accent. accent. I won't put you through West that. West Virginia. I'm like, yeah, can I just sing it as John Denver? Yeah, be John Denver. I've never been there. Murder like, Zona. I sing that song so much in my car that I might as well be from West Virginia. Like I sing it with the passion of someone who knows what she's singing about and I don't because I've never been there before. Okay, so you'll be Rucker and I'll be Heaster. Murdered Zona, Zona, killed by her lover. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so Ben and I make up songs all the time. So I'm really, <laughs> Russell does too. But the word is always Nenu Nenu, my <laughs> Nenu. <laughs> now, Mrs. Heaster, the sad affair was particularly impressed upon your mind, and there was not a moment during your waking hours that you did not dwell upon it. No, sir, and there is not yet either. And this was not a dream founded upon your distressed condition of mind? No, sir. It was not a dream. I was as wide awake as I ever was. Then, if not a dream of dreams, what do you call it? I prayed to the Lord that she might come back and tell me what happened. And I prayed that she might come herself and tell on him. Do you think you actually saw your daughter in flesh and blood? Yes, sir, I do. I told them the very dress she was wearing when she was murdered. When she was about to leave the room, she turned her head completely around and looked at me like she wanted me to know all about it. Hello, exorcist. That's terrifying. (laughs) I would not want to see my child do that. I actually googled Zona Heaster exorcist inspiration. (laughs) The first time she came, she seemed as if she did not want to tell me as much as afterward. The last night she came, she told me she had done everything she could, and I am satisfied she did all that, too. Now, Mrs. Heaster, don't you know these visions, as you term or describe them, were nothing more or less than four dreams founded upon your distress? No, I don't know it. The Lord sent her to me to tell it. I was the only friend she knew she could tell and put any confidence in. I was the nearest one to her. Shu gave me a ring he pretended she wanted me to have, but I don't know what dead woman he might have taken it off of. I wanted my daughter's own ring, but he would not let me have it. Mrs. Heaster, are you positively sure there were not four dreams? Yes, sir. They were not dreams. I do not dream when I am wide awake, to be sure. And I know I saw her right there before me. Are you not considerably superstitious? No, sir. I am not. I was never that way before and am not now. Do you believe in the scripture? Yes, sir. I have no reason not to believe in them. And do you believe the scripture contains the words of God and his son? Yes, sir, I do. 
Don't you believe Can it? You believe them? Can you imagine them asking that in no. court today? <laughs> <laughs> now, I would like, if I could, to get you to say these were four dreams and not visions or appearances of your daughters in flesh and blood. If I'm going to say that, I'm going to lie. Then you insist your daughter actually appeared in flesh and blood before you on four different occasions. Yes, sir. God, he's really beating that I point. Know. He's like, I'm going to make like, her trip Listen, up. fucker. I know. <laughs> Did she not have any other conversation with you other than the matter of her death? Yes, sir. Some other little things. Some things I have forgotten. Just a few words. I just wanted the particulars about her death, and I got them. When she came, did you touch her? Yes, sir. I got up on my elbows and reached out a little further, as I wanted to see if people came in their coffins. I leaned up and made a light. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) I leaned up and made a light. I wanted to see if there was a coffin, but there was not. She was just like she was when she left this world. It was just after I had gone to bed. I wanted her to come and talk to me, and she did. This was before the inquest, and I told my neighbors. They said she was exactly as I told them she was. Had you ever seen the premises where your daughter lived before these visits? No, sir, I had not. But I found them exactly as she told me they were, and never laid eyes on her after her death. She told me all this before I knew anything about the building at all. How long was it after you had those interviews with your daughter until you did see the buildings? Must have been a month or more after the examination. You said your daughter told you that down by the fence in a rocky place you would find something? She said for me to look there, but she didn't say I would find anything. Just for me to look there. Did she tell you what to look for? No, sir, she did not. I was so glad to see her I forgot to ask. Have you examined the place since? Yes, sir. We looked at the fence a little, but didn't find anything. He's, he's just really not... He's, like, not getting it. He's like, well, you admit to me yeah. that it was a dream. She's like, it wasn't right. a dream. No, it he's wasn't like, a dream. I'd like you to say that it was. Yeah, She's like, like no, nope. fucker, it wasn't a fucking dream. You dumbass. So this really backfires on him. Like yeah. People are like, oh, she's like steadfast in uh-huh. this. She's well, not and the fact up. that she can describe the place that she lived and describe right. what she was wearing despite right. having and never been there. And describe that like she, the daughter told her that her neck had been broken yeah, and her and windpipe the neck had was been broken. crushed. Right. Mm. I think I did think when I was reading it, I was like, this would have had more credence if they had a report from her saying she had her neck broken before they exhumed the body. Mm-hmm. You know, which I'm assuming she probably said something like that to the you know, lawyer who... Yeah, to Mr. Big. Yeah, to Mr. B- to Mr. Preston. Yeah. Um, but it would have been really convincing if that report was somewhere yeah. before they'd actually Like it had been written in up. like a note. Yeah. He was like, like here's the note I said broken. where she said her neck had been broken. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, because this testimony was brought in by the defense, the judge had no choice but to make reference to it in his final instructions to the jury. Oh. Like if the prosecutors had brought it up... He wouldn't... Yeah, like because you have to, right? right. I I don't know law. You wouldn't have to acknowledge it necessarily. Yeah. So, but the the defense really defense wants you to know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Shu eventually took the stand, and he spent nearly an entire day on the witness stand seeking to build a defense for himself. He talked at great length and was very particular in describing important events, but he denied practically everything testified to by the other witnesses. So he, you know, makes up a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He entered a positive denial of the charge against him, and he termed the prosecution spite work. And in closing, he protested his innocence, calling on God to witness. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like hoping go- ghosts will come for him, too, mm, just like mm-hmm, they did for Mary. Mm-hmm. He says he loved Zona, and he appealed to the members of the journey to look into his eyes and say if he was guilty. Clearly, bitch. Clearly. The verdict... There was an um, independent newspaper called the Greenbrier Independent, and the editor wrote in the paper, quote, There's no middle ground for the jury to take. The verdict inevitably must be for murder in the first degree or for an acquittal. Oh. 
The jury only took one hour to reach a guilty verdict of Aww, murder in yeah. the first degree with a recommendation of mercy. Wow. That means don't kill him. Exactly. Ugh, annoying. After the verdict, that same newspaper wrote, quote, taking the verdict of the jury as ascertaining the truth, we must conclude that Shu deliberately broke his wife's neck, probably with his strong hands and with no other motive than to be rid of her so that he might get another one more to his liking. Crazy. Now, there were a lot of people who thought that Mercy was too good for the likes of yeah. Shu. And so when they were going to be moving him from the Greenbrier County <gasps> Jail like to the prison, protection. they were going, they had like a lynch mob set up. They were going to take him and hang him from a tree. Fuck yeah. And it was only because of the sheriff and his deputy that they were able to intervene mm. and convince them to back down. <sighs> I guess that's fine. I guess. He was hidden in the woods and then taken to a penitentiary, the West Virginia Penitentiary, in Moundsville, which we talked about. Yes. It's that thin The place. serpent mounds. The serpent mounds. We're, we're coming back to all these same spots. Oh, my God. Crazy. Isn't that weird? I saw mm-hmm. it and I was like, holy shit. We have to go there. I know. He died in 1900, so he wasn't in jail for that long. Oh, no. And he was buried in an unmarked grave in a potter's field. And his Fuck final yeah. resting place is unknown. Wow. Son of a bitch. Uh, do we know how he died? I'm not sure. Oh, he probably killed himself because he's a little bitch and little he couldn't bitch. handle being in jail. Couldn't stand it. Yeah, I'm like sorry, you. This is a prison of your own making, mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have killed prison your wife. In your mind, wives. Yeah. What about Mary Heaster? Oh, Her mom, sweet Mary. She was always a God-fearing woman. She was even after this happened, mm. and she never broke story. Like mm-hmm. she said till her dying breath, mm-hmm. "This is what happened." Wow. Some people thought that it was a ruse created to get attention for her daughter's death. Wow. But she died in 1916 and never recanted that story. Aww. Prior to his death in jail, some say that in a post-conviction confession to the judge <gasps> Shu told him that everything mary heaster had reported was completely accurate oh my god so that whole conversation at dinner or the lack of yeah. meat at yeah. dinner is what led to the anger Crazy. fit and to him killing her it clearly had some rage issues clearly <sighs> or he just really liked to go through wives like i don't really get mm. what's your motive like yeah there's no life insurance policies back then like, yeah what are you gonna get from this just a freak right this is a huge thing in West Virginia. It's a big story. There are yeah. multiple theatrical productions about the ghost of the the Greenbrier ghost. And the house is still available. <gasps> it's around. And it actually just sold a few years ago. Oh so God. add that to your list of potential ghosty properties. Oh, my But God. they said that after... The house Zona, that she was murdered in. Yeah, the house she was murdered in. They And it's like a classic farmhouse. So you oh, love it. They said that once her, she had let her mom know what had happened to her, her she's spirit was again. at rest, and yeah. she's never been seen again. Yeah, so she was the, like, I'm good yeah. now. My justice has yeah. been done. But there are plaques in West Virginia, like how they'll have like historical plaques on yeah. the side of the like, road, like those the metal ones. Seen. It'll say the Greenbrier Ghost, and it talks all about love Mary it. and Zona and yeah, <sighs> Mr. Trout. So oh, that, that is proof, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here. Ghosts are Ghosts real. Ghosts are real. And don't kill someone because they'll come back and tell uh-huh. your mother-in-law. Oh, if anyone kills me, looking at you, Matthew, I will come back. <laughs> I will absolutely come back. I'll come to you, Elise. Okay, good. My mom, she yeah. can handle it. It'd be too much for her. <laughs> but I you. feel like your mom would be likely to be the one that a ghost would come to. Yeah, that's true. You know? Oh, no, that's true. She She's is that a thin, thin place. place. Yeah. yeah. I will try to open myself up to you. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, Elise, wake up. Wake up. <laughs> You'll be like snoring. I'll be like, bitch, wake up. I'm, I'm trying here. to tell you how Matthew killed me. Just pour Kim Crawford all over me. I mean, let's be honest. Like, if someone's going to kill someone it's Kim in that Crawford. relationship, Haley is here. You. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I know how to get away with it. Ben will say that to me. I'll say like, if 
you kill me, whatever, whatever. And he's like, are you kidding me? You would kill me. Like, if there's yeah. anyone murderous in this marriage. <laughs> Just kidding, everyone. Yeah. Oh, maybe can't make those jokes. <laughs> so that is the story. Crazy. Of Zona the ghost. Oh my God, I love the Greenbrier ghost. So fun. Another one, like Mothman, where I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah I believe that. Yeah. 100% awesome. I believe that. I mean, it's literally in like court books it's been <laughs> this, this ghost like sighting was tried in a court of law mm-hmm. and found to be valid and you i don't know, know what else you could ask really for, sad doubters. is that in college i worked as an in-house photographer at a law school mm-hmm. and i just called court transcripts judge books <laughs> <laughs> i learned nothing there <laughs> whatever we got the gist yeah Crazy. so oh, i'm pretty that. convinced Oh, for sure. But why doesn't that happen more? I guess would be my question. Maybe they don't pray fervently enough oh, that God, the ghost I hope comes that's back. Not why? Because then no ghosts are going to ever appear to me. <laughs> I hope that's also not in what today's it takes. day and age. If anyone said that, they'd be like, "You're crazy." Yeah, that's true. Go put it on your TikTok because no one's going to listen to you in real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it does happen more. Maybe people aren't open to it. Yeah, maybe everyone just thinks it's too insane, and there's no. There's way. like a cultural allowance for. Mm. Because, as we've said before, the Bible is very spooky. Yes, it is. You know, there's some weird shit. I mean, they're shit. turning rivers into blood. There are yeah, locusts falling very, from the it's sky. It's very metal. If you don't paint lamb's blood over your door, your this yeah. ghost of death is going to come take right? your firstborn. So I guess when everyone believed that shit, no offense, believed that book. <laughs> <laughs> that book. That's disrespectful. When I, but, you know, like when yeah. that was everyone's belief, it was maybe more culturally acceptable to be like, oh, yeah, you know, like that book that we all read and are obsessed with? That happened to me. Yeah. Like that it's was real. real. And they'd yeah. be like, oh, further proof of right. proof of our like right. faith. Right. Must be real. But why is it now that they're willing to believe the things in that, but not hmm. ghosts? It's a good question. Or they'll think that ghosts are just from the devil. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I feel like the church has taken a weird stance mm-hmm. of like distancing itself from anything spooky. Whereas I'm like, this is kind of your right. hook, right. actually. This is your deal. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting because I'm not, I was never Catholic, uh-huh. but to hear from Shannon when she said like, oh no, mm-hmm. Catholics like are kind of more into that. Like they're. Catholics they, are very spooky. Yeah. I mean. Did she call it ritualized cannibalism? I love it. <laughs> so good. I love that. so good. I can't wait to do an episode on exorcists and exorcisms. Oh yeah. I'm obsessed with that. The last podcast on the left just did a really long, like, many series, um, or many episode series about this girl, Annalisa. <gasps> yeah. She's, Michael. like, one of the most famous ones. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're, uh, do they think she was, their finding was that she was, like, profoundly mentally ill oh, and, like, no. really maltreated and it was, like, horrible abuse. Oh. Um, but it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like, anything else. The Catholic Church is just like any other right. organization. There's corruption right. and idiots, right. you know, like there are anywhere. I need to listen to that. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Another thing that fascinates me is stigmata. I'm going to do an oh, episode totally. on that. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. What is that? Mm-hmm. Why are you just bleeding from orifices on your hands Love and it. your eyes? Spooky. There's so much out there we don't know. Very metal. So much. Love it. But I do know that I want to put some brownies in my mouth. <laughs> or I mean, treats in my mouth. Get something a little yummy. I know these have been sitting here taunting us. Taunting us. What did you make for us this eve? Okay. This hallowed eve that so- is March Sorry, February 7th. I've just pushed... I've done a little time travel this year. <laughs> Ooh, um, where we oh, live man. on the island, yes. there's this bakery, Fashion Island Baking Co. that I love, and they make these, like, cream cheese brownies. Mm. So was, was that like, your inspiration for tonight? Kind of. I love it. I was like, what should I make that's good that ha- we haven't made yet? And I was like, I don't, 
Have we made brownies? No. So I don't think we've made brownies. But then I was like, I want to make them fun. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to make a cream cheese buttercream. Yes. Theirs is like more cream cheesy. Yeah. This is a cream cheese buttercream. So it's like more fluffy. Oh, yeah. Mm. Pretty good. Real good. Do you think the bottom of these brownies are burnt? No. Okay. They're very rich. There's a lot of cocoa. The cocoa to like sugar ratio is like for me a lot. But then I was like, yes, we're going to have icing on top. So mm. it'll be fine. It'll cancel out. It's good, eh? It's really good. I've never had cream cheese frosting on a brownie. And I am pro that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It like complements each other nicely. Yeah. Well, I guess I've had it from Fashion Baking Co. Mm-hmm. But it's like different. It's like a right. thick. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain. Mm. <laughs> she loves them. Um, my third one <laughs> and the cream cheese buttercream i literally was just winging it a hundred percent my girl i looked at one recipe and i was like okay so there should be more cream cheese than butter and then that was that was mm-hmm. all so i made i made something at home i don't know a week or two ago mm-hmm. and i didn't have everything i needed mm-hmm. but i had cream cheese powdered sugar and a little butter and I didn't feel like filling recipes, so I just threw it in there. And it nice. definitely wasn't right, but it tasted good. It tasted fine. <laughs> like, who the fuck cares? It's like with that combination of stuff, it's yeah. Be how good. can you go wrong? Well, those are dynamite. These are really good. Out of sight. These are really good, and the brownies were really easy. Wow. I'm now on my fourth one. Everyone, Elise <laughs> is eating her fourth brownie. That's my my narrative. I'm on number three, and number four is waiting there for me. Mm. And something about sprinkles, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know what why it brings me so much joy. It's like and a little childhood. crunch. You know what? <laughs> i don't know why that was so funny <laughs> what what <laughs> it reminds me of like eating funfetti cake or something oh. with sprinkles you know it's like oh my childhood God. i don't know why but i i never make box mix cake mm-hmm. but a funfetti box mix cake because mm. it's like sentimental mm-hmm. just like craft mac and cheese <laughs> i don't make i don't make box mix cake since you taught me how to make a cake on russell's oh. first birthday oh i can't believe it's gonna be three years old i know it's like coming up well that was delicious those are really good like we just ate that whole tray <laughs> just the mall- we never finished no, we that quickly. <laughs> they were thin though yeah. they were tiny yeah they're like practically non-existent that's why they were very small it was really easy mm. like that was that's like, dangerous one of the easiest easy. things that i made there's like four oh ingredients god. in those brownies there's no eggs or anything oh my god that's dangerous because yeah, you was... can make them all the time <sighs> that was good how was the batter what did you say? Oh, oh it was good. It was Except good. it was cocoa-y. Oh, yeah. That, I was like, should I add a little bit more flour and sugar? Mm-hmm. But then I was like, no, because the icing will cancel it out. No, and it was like fudgy. It was yeah, like, like fudgy. gooey, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Part of that, I think, is like the um, not working like door in the Easy Bake Oven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our jank-ass Easy yeah. Bake Oven. It worked in this scenario. Oh, my God. So um, this is a missing woman, but I just feel like her case needs to be covered because I don't know. I'm seeing it covered everywhere and I'm like, Hey, we should also talk about this. Have you heard about Lauren Smith fields? No, she's this beautiful. She was this beautiful 23 year old. And the headline that I kept seeing over and over was that she was found dead after going on a date on Bumble. Oh no. With this older white guy, like an old white guy. And, um, she's like this beautiful young black woman, like gorgeous. Let me show you her. And she's like big on. Oh my God. Look at her bone structure. Right? Like stunning. She's like a TikToker, Instagrammer, whatever. Maybe I've seen pictures. Of- Pro- she's It's kind of been everywhere. Yeah. Which, why, which is why I was like, how have we not talked about her yet? And we should. So she was found dead after going on. Um, 
a date with this guy. And the police, first of all, didn't inform her family. What? Yeah. They found out, like, days later, like, they had to call. Yeah. Like, fucked up. For what, and, what reason? And they were like, she died of an overdose. <gasps> they didn't investigate the guy. Nothing. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, her parents have now been like, hey, what the fuck? They're suing. I should I should probably, like, share more information for people who don't know what this is. So, Lauren Smithfields, she's this beautiful young woman. She was a high school track star. She was studying to become a physical therapist. She was also, like, active on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. She was just really beautiful. Yeah. I know that doesn't matter, but, like, but she's just like, really yeah. vibrant and beautiful. Yeah. You know, like, looked like a really happy person. According to her family, she did not use drugs. So as no. soon as they heard that drug overdose thing, they were like, that's mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. And they don't believe it. So she was found dead on December 12th of this oh past year. Oh, my God, right before Christmas. Yeah, in her apartment in Bridgeport, Connecticut, after a Bumble date. So... Her parents basically have been like, the police are not taking this seriously. Mm -hmm. They didn't investigate it as a crime scene. They didn't investigate the guy that she had been with. Um, They said that the city was racially insensitive and basically failed to properly investigate her death. Oh, man. Did her family live in Connecticut, too? I think so. Okay, so her family sued the Bridgeport Police Department. Good for them. Yeah, and, and said... That they have been, this is a quote, the Bridgeport Police Department has been racially insensitive to this family and has treated this family with no respect and has violated their civil rights. They have failed to investigate this matter and they refuse to view the last person with Lauren Smithfields before she died as a person of interest. They haven't released his name. I don't know. I haven't seen it anywhere. So then on January 31st, Bridgeport Mayor Joseph Gannam said that the two detectives who were involved in the case have been placed on administrative leave and are being <gasps> investigated. Oh, my God. By their internal affairs office. So he's basically like, yeah, this now that now that they're bringing all this attention to it. You're right. Maybe we didn't do our due diligence here. Like, maybe I we wonder did if there's just... more that they know that, like, they've messed up and it's like right? cause enough to yeah. put them on leave. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that so sad? Well, so what if they like, like didn't get a ton of evidence and like. Exactly. Oh my God. The crime scene is contaminated. They didn't treat it like a crime scene. The guy that she went out with was a 37-year-old white man named Matthew LaFountain. LaFountain? Yeah, not Fontaine. Like F-O-U-N-T-A-I-N. L-A-F-O-U-N-T-A-I-N. LaFountain. And he said that he'd been on a date with her the previous night and claims that when he woke up that morning, she was lying on her right side, not breathing, with blood dripping from her nose. He slept there? (gasps) Wait, did he call the police? I think so. So this is his account of what happened. He arrived at her house at 9.30 at night, the night before. He said that they had matched on Bumble three days prior, and she asked him for $40 to do her nails and told him to meet her at her house with a bottle of tequila. So she was, like, finding sugar daddies online. I don't know. It's a whole but world wasn't that she, I like, understand. pretty successful? She was beautiful. And I don't know, like, you know, she was a student. Okay. That's, like, a whole thing. Yeah, you know? like a sugar daddy kind of thing. Yeah, like a sugar yeah. daddy kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, what else would she want with this dusty old white dude? Right. No offense. Actually, Although, like, offense. my husband's 36, so that <laughs> <seem> that <laughs> He, like, in the photos, he looks like... Oh, I need to see a picture of him. I'll find it. So he said they drank tequila before playing games, having food, watching a movie, and at one point he says she went to the bathroom to throw up, and at another point he says she went outside to get something from her brother and then went to the bathroom for 10 to 15 minutes. And then he said that he found it odd but didn't feel it was his place to say anything as he didn't know her that well. 
Yet and he's spending the night at her house. Mm-hmm. Then he claims that she fell asleep during the movie and he carried her into the bedroom and slept next to her. Mm-hmm. And that he woke up at 3 a.m. to go to the bathroom and heard her snoring. And then at 6.30, he woke up to find her not breathing. She was pronounced dead at 6.59 a.m. And a medic said she had not been alive for at least an hour. Hello, I'm a red flag. Right? He's, Everything he's... So, he has not been named as a person of interest and he was not detained at the station for questioning. Wow. Everything he said is, like, the perfect story to make you think it's drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, exactly. she was in the bathroom for 15 exactly. minutes and I just didn't... That's just his narrative. She came out with white powder on her nose, but uh-huh. I thought maybe it was powdered sugar. So her brother said that when he was asking the police, like, why aren't you investigating yeah. this guy? They said, well, he seems like a nice guy. <gasps> no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they did not... So did Ted Bundy. Right? Holy they didn't notify shit. anyone in her family. They said that they spoke to the police, spoke to like her landlord, but they couldn't, quote unquote, couldn't find contact information for her mom. Oh, my God. So her mom went to the apartment a day and a half later when she hadn't answered any texts and found a note on the door that said, if you're looking for Lauren, please contact this number. And she called that number and found out from a detective that her daughter was dead. Oh, my God. Right? Like, do your fucking due diligence. It's not that hard to find someone's parent. I mean, get on her phone. Right? Like, Like, there's just so many things they could have done. yeah um and they literally when, didn't when care she about her. when she called initially like when her mom called they said oh the detective assigned to the case won't be isn't in yet and then after waiting an over an hour over an hour she called back again and was told to stop calling and they hung up on her holy shit and then finally later she heard back that her daughter was dead right they didn't do a crime scene investigation until later that week oh my god when the case was reassigned to a different detective oh my god yeah. I feel so bad for her parents. So her brother said that they, the family noticed that they're inside her apartment because the police hadn't even fucking looked yet. Right. There were cups of liquor, flipped plates. There was lube in the apartment. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, something was going on. And there was a blood stain in the middle of her bed. What? None of which were examined as evidence. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, she was probably just on her period. Mm-hmm. He seems like a nice guy. Then two and a half weeks <sighs> after they the police quote-unquote searched her family was cleaning out her apartment because right like, they have to clean out her apartment right. and they found a used condom in the trash and oh an my unidentified pill none of which had been taken into evidence oh my god meanwhile according to the family's lawyer no evidence has been submitted to the forensic science what lab. the fuck right like just like there's just so it's just so i want to see a picture of this, this oh yeah fucker little fountain oh doesn't he look creepy he looks like a douche yeah how could you not if you found this young girl dead in her apartment as a police officer you know like you're responding to this scene you don't try to find her family because you don't give a shit because it's a young black girl like that you know right also how do you how in the world in today's day and age seeing the crime shows we've seen hearing Mm -hmm. the stories we've heard how can you say he seemed like a nice guy have right. you heard of a sociopath right. or a psychopath? Right. Like, and like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Yeah. He seemed like a nice guy. You can be a nice guy and have a crazy break and murder someone. Well, just it should be like standard protocol. He should have been brought into the station immediately. Right. Like taking a statement. Devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. If he is innocent, it's very <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Bummer. But the fact that there's blood. and So he didn't own up to sex. He no. just said they played games. She fell asleep. Also, mm. like, 
You go gonna, to a yeah. Bumble date's house and they yeah. fall asleep and you carry them to bed Bullshit. and sleep next to them. That's creepy as fuck. I'd want you to leave. That's so weird. If I fell asleep, leave If my I house. got like high as fuck and right. passed out. Yeah. That's not me. Mm-hmm. I would literally never do that. No. <laughs> but if I did, and I don't think she did either. No. But if I did, no. Carry me to bed and sleep next to me. And I've never met you until that night. And we didn't hook up and you're just going to sleep in my bed next to me. I don't buy it. No. 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 And I, yeah, I guess it and, makes and it... And at the very, very, very least, fucking investigate right. it. Right. The fact that he didn't own up to sex and there's a used condom, lube, and blood in the bed. Yeah. Excuse me? Looking like he's a liar. That's so sad. And now it's getting pretty old. Like, it's been a while. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, shit. The, the, the evidence that was in that bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so sad. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Like it's it should stay relevant. Right. I find it so it's so weird when I see an influencer or TikToker or whatever you call them that's died. I mean, because there's been mm-hmm. a few of them recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you go to their page and it's like it's just so weird seeing mm-hmm. this like collection of you. Like they were you, just alive. Yeah. There they are. Yeah. yeah. Just like Bob Saget. Like, I don't know why that really affected yeah. me. Bob Saget died. Like, I, I didn't that. love him or anything, but it was like a part of my childhood. It's like, like, Dad. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and then I went back and looked at his wife, who was beautiful. And like, they just gotten married a couple years they were ago. They really happy together. Yeah. And he was like on his tour. And like, her last post was yeah. like, whatever, some really nice so thing before he died. Yeah. I mean, it's just weird how social media has yeah. this imprint of us forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a weird thing. And, like, good in some ways, but also, I don't know how I feel about it. I know. I think about that with, like, putting Russell online without his consent. Because once something's on the internet, it's there forever. Yeah. Well, and, like, I think about – sometimes I think I wish my mom had had a Facebook page because it would be nice to go back and look. But then I also like that she doesn't. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do with mine. Like, because you can set it up, like, that someone else can take over it or that it's just in memory. And then it says, like, in memory of or whatever. What do you want to do? I kind of like that. You know, my friend Jane, who died of cancer a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, her Instagram is still there. Oh. And it's really nice yeah. to go look back at photos of her. Yeah. And um, like her husband posted on there when she died, like announcing, oh. you know, that she died. And like when her, um, what's the word for the thing that happens? Memorial? <laughs> yeah. Like her. Funeral? Well, Funeral. I just lost that word. <laughs> like that was her... like one of the top words in your vocabulary, <laughs> yeah, you freak. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, like when her funeral was and stuff yeah. like that. I like being able to go see photos yeah. of her. That makes me yeah. happy. Like, because I, I, like, I dream about her a lot. Oh, Not a lot, but like yeah. a lot for someone who I love who has died. Yeah. And, um, and I'll always, and it's like always so powerful, yeah. you know, like so vivid. So the next day I'll always go like, just like oh. look at photos of her. And like, that's a nice thing to yeah. be able to see her like yeah. when she was vibrant and alive. Um, I had my first boyfriend, he was in the military Oh yeah, and it was a dumb relationship. I mean, like mm-hmm. we met online and uh, it's a long story, but mm-hmm. he was my first boyfriend mm-hmm. and I was crazy about him. Mm-hmm. And then we broke up and we kind of remained friends ish, mm-hmm. but he lived in a different state and he had gone to Iraq and like he was older than me and I was only 16. Mm-hmm. And we kept in touch. And then in college, he died. And I don't know how. I mm-hmm. don't know what happened. Um, but I, like a year, not, not a year ago, maybe like four months ago, I was on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it was his birthday. Oh, and so I was told just, you. Yeah, I was just scrolling through. And is his like the in memory of or it's no. just like a regular Facebook? Yeah, like no one regular. has done that. No, but I mean, everyone comments, you know, leaves posts yeah. about happy birthday, yeah. Ryan. And um, 
it's just it made me really emotional like yeah this guy was someone i loved you know yes. and yeah and i've reached out to a friend of his saying like hey can you tell me what happened and they read my message and never responded so um sad yeah and he was just a a young mm-hmm. young mm-hmm. guy and yeah, it, it is nice to be able to go and look at... But then there's, like, all these parts of his life that I didn't know anything about, you know? Yeah. And, like, wanting to know more, but there's, like, no way to... Mm-hmm. You know, he's gone. As a grief counselor, I like the idea of people writing on people's Facebooks after they die of, like, messages. I just yeah. think that's therapeutic yeah. for people to be able to say the things yeah. that they wanted to say. Yeah. You know, like, the people I know who have died whose Facebooks are still there. Yeah. Like, you'll see people commenting stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I miss you. And they mm-hmm. kind of use that as a way to, Feels like... like, an outlet. Yeah, like, I and I think that's good. My mom died. We wrote notes on paper. And then oh, we yeah. would put them either in a balloon up into the sky. Uh-huh. Or we would... They had, like, this special ink that would dissolve in the water when you put it in this water bath. Uh-huh. And so it felt like the message disappearing was, like, a like way for them to, to get to her. It. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Like any way to say the things that you want to say. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's really easy for people to write on Facebook, right. you know. So it's like uh, second nature to some people. Lily came to my dreams on my birthday, the night before my birthday. <gasps> really? So like that night. And I woke up and I was like, Lily came to me. And then I started crying because I was like, it was like she was coming for my birthday. Oh, like to say hi. And she, God, she was. Yeah. I, I read somewhere after she died that people said, you know, if you dream about them, and it's really sad and emotional. That's like you not You're having let go. That. You're processing. Yeah. But if you dream about them, and obviously this is just someone's opinion. Someone's perspective. But if you sense. dream about them and they're just in your dream. And that's it's not coming. That it's you. them coming to see you. And that's how it was. It's like oh, she was just a part of it. She was just there. She wasn't the main focus. I wasn't sad. It's just like we were together. Uh-huh. And it just felt so special when I woke up. Uh-huh. That, like She was like, it's your birthday, mom. Like, I'm going to come that's see you. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I have a client who's... She told me all these spooky ghost stories the other day, and I wanted to tell them, but I can't. You're like, Can I be on my podcast? <laughs> right? I'm like, ah. But her, do- her dog died the same week as Stella and, and came to her in a dream last week. And I'm like, Aww. oh, I want that to happen so badly. Yeah. She, Stella's going to come to me and be like, stop sleeping with my death blanket, mom. That's Wash weird. Wash it. Wash it. <laughs> starting to smell like Nelly. And I'm like, I let Nelly sleep Aww. with me now because it's like a yeah. comfort. But I'm also like, Nelly, don't. Leave like, my blanket don't alone. touch my blanket. Yeah. So I keep like putting it in a ball next to my head Aww. to get it. I'm like, no, this is yeah. mine. Don't yeah. touch it. <laughs> yeah. Dreams are so powerful. Oh, totally. And when I was a kid, I had these dreams about, you know, my mom died when I was a kid. So I would have right. these horrible dreams about my dad dying mm. and I would wake up bawling and I'd go into my dad's room crying bet. and he'd be sleeping and be like, I'm, a, I'm alive. It's okay. Like yeah, tapping fine. my head. You're like, fine, kid. Just go back to sleep. You know, but I mm-hmm. just... Like, <gasps> yeah, they're so powerful. Yeah. We've talked about that before. Like, yeah. How the it feels so real sometimes. Yeah. Oh, actually, this is a perfect place. I've been waiting for the perfect place to tell the story. Oh, my God. Tell it. To I me. think I've told it to you. Oh, about okay. Suki. Were we oh, about yes. This? Oh, yeah. this is the perfect this place. This is the perfect place story. for this. Totally. So, you know, obviously we believe in ooky spooky things. And Always. this to me was very real. And I think it was my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom loved Halloween. And I didn't really know that until, um, I don't know, a couple years ago that she, I mean, I knew she liked it, but I didn't uh, know it was like she her was like favorite into it. She's like you. Yeah, she loved it. Mm-hmm. And actually one of my final memories of my mom is... Um, we were standing in this room in her house and she put this cape around me and we were pretending to be vampires. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. She, did she die in October? Yeah, she died yeah, on October 10th. That's what I thought. And her birthday was April 10th. So it's um, weird. Mm-hmm. And that's also my cousin Taylor who you met her birthday. Mm-hmm. So they found out my mom died while getting ready for Taylor's birthday party, like about to walk out of the house. Oh, and then they found wow. out she died. Yeah, it was really horrible for wow. them. Um, 
so this was three or four years ago mm-hmm. and it was halloween night mm-hmm. was going to bed wasn't thinking about my mom at all just mm-hmm. a normal halloween and i had this super vivid dream that i was in my dad's house and my parents were divorced in real life they were divorced mm-hmm. and so in the dream my dad is like there's just a lot of ghosts i need to clean out of the closet and i need your help and i was like okay and so we go and I go into this closet in my dad's room and the closet like turns into a whole room like mm-hmm. it's not the real closet. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the room, my mom is sitting on the floor and she's got this box of earrings and they're like one off earrings that you've lost. Mm-hmm. And one of them is this pumpkin earring that has a little bell in it. And mm-hmm. I still have those earrings. <gasps> oh, so wow. it's in this box and we're sitting on the floor and I'm eight years old again. Like I'm a little girl mm-hmm. and we're just talking And I wrapped my arms around her and I said, Mom, I wish I could know you now as a woman. Mm -hmm. And she said, Elise, you do know me. You just have to look inside yourself and you'll find me there. And I woke up like bawling, like with a start. I was just weeping. Mm -hmm. And Ben was like, what's the matter? Like, what is it? Oh, my God. And I couldn't stop. That you couldn't even like get the words out. Yeah, no, I was just bawling. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted so badly to go back into the dream. Like I remember, like in my mind, picturing that pumpkin earring. Like just go Uh back into the dream. Go Go back, back, go back, go back. It's only when it happens. It's only when nightmares. Yeah, that you go back to sleep. Yeah, it's never the good thing. No. So whatever, I have this dream. Mm -hmm. And then like two days later, I smelled her. Mm -hmm. And I I remember walking through the house smelling things like it's got to be something in here like yeah. is it this something bag here is it smells this like her perfume or yeah something? like I and it wasn't even perfume it was just like her scent her like I just remember yeah. it um and I couldn't find it anywhere and then a couple days after that um we have a pet rescue on island called VIP Vashon Island Pet Protectors and they have a great cat rescue and you can volunteer and mm-hmm. go play with cats and so we'd been talking for a while about going to do that and we were like let's go let's finally go and rescue mm-hmm. or volunteer for the playing with the cats but we're not getting one we're mm-hmm. not getting a mm-hmm. cat so we go in and we go into this back room and there's this little black cat remember this is around halloween after mm-hmm. i've had this weird thing there's this little black cat up on a shelf and she comes down jumps into my lap and immediately kisses me on the nose which is very weird for cats like we, cats are assholes yeah that doesn't happen yeah and this cat's name was suki and my mom and I had a cat named Suki. So crazy. And so I was like, this is one of those mom? moments where you're like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> is that you? Yeah. Like a few days later, it all hit me. Like all these things. that It wasn't immediate. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It like took a you're minute like, to oh, be like, oh, that's funny. And then you we were like, wait. Like, these, all these things. And it's funny. Some people have said like, so you think the cat's your mom? I'm like, no, I don't think I the think cat's my mom. I think my mom sent the cat. Yeah. That's how it felt that like mm-hmm. my mom was like, hey, I'm still here. I'm saying hi. Yeah. And here's this little reminder of me, this yeah. little black cat on mm-hmm. halloween you know mm-hmm. um so that was one of the most powerful dreams i've ever had and it it just felt yeah. like hey mom well like, and that thing of like you said it's not sad you weren't mm-hmm. thinking about her she no. came to you it was crazy and mm-hmm. just th- that she said something so poignant and like accurate mm-hmm. like she's still in me yeah you know like who yeah. she was is a part of who i am yes. and um we share so many things that like I do things that you don't even know are her. Yeah, you know, know, but like I snort and she snorted and it's not because of a learned thing. Like I was eight years old when she died. I just have you didn't. She's a part of me, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm so, um, yeah, I love dreams Mm -hmm. when they do things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for Stella to come. She'll come. Yeah. Like, hey, stinky. It took a long time for Lily to come. Yeah. Like, and I felt really sad about it. Yeah. I was like, why isn't she come to one night she's like you're not ready yet bitch right, yeah. you're gonna lose right. it 
one night she came and I was in the dream. I was at my dad's house mm-hmm. and she was trying to run away. She was trying to leave. And I was like, no, 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 come back, come back, come back. Aww. And she kept leaving and it was so sad. Hmm. That's so like a, there's something there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she turned into my other dog, Bowie, who died when I was younger. <laughs> so oh. I was like, they're all I can't grieve all these losses at once. <laughs> Please come back. <laughs> oh, our brains are yeah. horrible. Weird. Pl- I wish we could record dreams. Oh, totally. Except also mine are mostly horrible. <laughs> so I don't want <laughs> so to relive that. <laughs> what are some of the horrible ones you've been having? Oh, my God. I had a dream last night that it was like, post-apocalyptic oh my god there was a storm coming that was gonna knock out everything i think this is because we just watched station 11 and um and like and it was so weird i was like locked down with all these people and like i knew them in my dream and like we had all been through things before but i don't know who they were were any people you knew in the dream no wow matt was there and we were like we don't have enough food and then i saw people like they were all packing heat i saw people like grabbing their guns like, like they were about to kill someone for like, food. There's no, yeah, like there, there's no, there's too many of us here. We can't <gasps> all survive this storm. Yeah, and so I was like trying to get cell service, like texting my mom, like, "Will oh you please God. come get us?" Yeah, and then I woke up. That's and, <laughs> and then I I woke up <laughs> and immediately hit over a glass of water, which I did the night before when I woke up from a nightmare. What knocked over a glass of water in my nightstand because I was just like spastic. So you're like flailing in your sleep. <laughs> no, no, like I was awake when I did when I knocked. Over oh my a glass God! Of water. I was just out of it, you know, like trying. But you just, know, you try to wake yourself yeah. up. Yeah, and That's then a horrible dream. Always when I'm stressed. Yeah, I always have nightmares when I'm stressed. Um, so like, I know that's my brain being like, yeah. "Hey, bitch, you got Calm too much down. on your plate." And I'm yeah. like, "Fucking, I know it." Yeah, stop trying to tell, to tell me, me that via violent. Could nightmares. you stop stressing me out more? Yes, if I could sleep at night, right. that would make it easier to handle right. everything on my fucking plate. <laughs> the insomnia isn't helping. It's so bad. When I lived in New York, it was horrible. I think it was just because I worked sixty hours yeah. a week and I went to school. It was just too much. Yeah, but um. Yeah, like they, they've come back with the vengeance. I'm like, that can sucks. you not? So do you suffer more from bad dreams than insomnia or is it both? No, it's bad dreams. I take a sleeping pill every night. Oh, so nice. insomnia is not a problem. Remember that time you gave me a sleeping pill? <laughs> you and you had like, a made fucking my heart with me up? <laughs> like I almost killed her. I was so bad about that. <laughs> oh, man. I was, I was so hopeful. Yeah. That it was going to work. And then so I was I like, oh, it's, it's not working. Night. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> like it's killing me slowly. Yeah, I still feel guilty that I did that to you. It works really well for me. Don't. I'm sad it didn't work. Well, now that we've <laughs> classic mortality, <ending. laughs> God, we can't avoid it. <laughs> I mean, it is idiots. literally unavoidable. Truly, so. it's the only thing, my friend. We're just living death our and truth. taxes. <laughs> Do you have a good thing in your life that you can share with our kind with viewers? The group? Oh fuck, it's not viewers, it's listeners. <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> oh God, true, true. Um, one good thing. Let's see. Other than those brownies that mm. we just devoured. Well, I really enjoyed talking in a West Virginia accent. <laughs> that was a good thing. Yeah. Um, well, it's really... This is a good thing. Oh, tell me it. Um, we have had... So when we bought this house, mm-hmm. we had... It came with everything that had ever been in it since it was built. <laughs> truly. Well, not since it was built, but since the 60s. No, truly. Like, <laughs> so much shit. So It was much our shit. job to clear it out. And so we did, like, 90% of it, but there was still a ton of shit in the basement that mm, belonged to the former down below. owner. Mm, yeah, like the dirt floor basement. Mm-hmm. And we have cleared out so much stuff. Good like, there's still you. a bunch of stuff down All there. All that shit down there. Because it was just piled. Yeah. Was, like, oh, doors yeah. and shit. Yeah. Tons of shit. I mean, some of the doors we bought to install in the house that we just mm-hmm. haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but just so much stuff there's still a bunch of like 
chemicals and things that we have to take to like a household hazardous item oh, place, which is yeah. such a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you but- give them away on buy nothing? It's not stuff people would want. Maybe. That's a good idea. You might as well just post it. Maybe just a box of like three things. Yeah. Do you want this? Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. But it's just something we've been putting off for so long. Uh And to feel like I can actually walk in there without tipping something over is such a relief. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was an exhausting thing. But it was really. And I got rid of a ton of clothes. Like bags and bags and bags of clothes good for you yeah so that felt that. really good, good and it's you. always hard for me to like go with clothes because i'm like well what if i get skinnier and wear this again <laughs> what if one day i'm 110 pounds <laughs> yeah, again exactly. <laughs> i'm like no you know what this is i never will space. be it's not happening yeah it's not happening. and even if i were i probably wouldn't wear that because well, now i'm I, 30 i think about like well if i you know get to be that size again i'm gonna want to buy new clothes i'm not gonna <laughs> want to wear this true. old shitty thing i've good had point, good point <laughs> <laughs> so funny. and i just want to be happy with where i'm at I'm like yes. i'm gonna wear clothes i like now, Live in the now. That. yeah so mm-hmm. what about mm-hmm. you what's your good thing i ordered <laughs> i went to the Vashon island baking co yes. and ordered myself a cake for my birthday oh on my Thursday. god <laughs> that's sad <laughs> i was like no why not I they mean, had, yeah good they for had you. this like it's like, uh, okay, when I lived in New York, there's this place called Sugar Sweet Sunshine Bakery, which oh, is like the Are they still in, around? Best. Oh, yeah. It's still around. Oh, yeah. I almost have, I have almost had them ship desserts to me. Oh, and my God. And like, Haley, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> you can't spend $60 to overnight pudding. <laughs> but they make, like, do you know Magnolia Bakery? Yeah. It's really famous. Yeah. Okay. So they are like, I don't know who came first, but they're like way better. Mm. But they make those puddings like Magnolia oh. makes. Where it's like whipped cream with stuff in it, basically. Ugh, it's, it's that noise is exactly correct. Um, NSFW. So they make this like really delicious chocolate chip pudding. It's my favorite thing on mm. earth, truly. Have you ever tried to make it? No, I've never tried to make it because I couldn't. I it couldn't wouldn't do it work, justice. Yeah. But I used to live around the corner from there. Oh, danger. Like walking distance. Like I literally a block away, um, which was dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I walked 10 miles a day at that point. Yeah, so, so it, it didn't matter. Puddings all day, whatever. Yeah, truly. But. Um, so Fashion Island Baking Co. made this like cake thing last year that reminded me <gasps> of the, it was like whipped cream with like Oreos in it. Oh yeah. And like, but like it's the whipped cream is like with the Oreos for long enough that they get kind of like soft oh, and smushy. Yes. And so I just like got it on a whim. Like I was there on a Friday, you know, they have Friday yeah. cakes. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'll take some of that. And it was really good. So then this week, just like not, just been a shit time lately. Yeah. Not really looking forward to turning 31. As previously discussed, I had two gray hairs last month. (sighs) Just a lot. Life's been kind of shit. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go order one of those whole cakes for myself. It's not sad anymore. If you want empowering. So, yeah. (laughs) My parents are going to come this weekend. My my fucking, the brake lights. Did I tell you this? The brake lights aren't working on Rosie. Yeah, it's so And, um, like, none of the lights on the back. So there's some wiring issue. So my sweet angel father is coming to visit. Oh, that's And so he's nice. going to help me. We're going to work on my truck This on was Saturday. me putting my arm out the window for the oh. left hand <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Read my palm. <laughs> you're showing. You're showing what way you're turning. Love yeah. it. Um, yeah, so my dad's going to come. So that's we'll, probably we'll what people of... think when you put your arm out the window. What's she doing? Exactly. What is she doing? <laughs> yeah, the gen, gen whatever. Is Sweet dad. Yeah, yeah. So, so nice. My parents are going to come. What my dad's never met Nellie before. Oh, my God. Because the border has been closed since months before we got her. He's only been to the States one time at Christmas time, and she was boarded because we went to cannon beach so he's never met her we've had her for a year and a half isn't that crazy nuts yeah so like he hasn't spent time on the island wow like in year literally two years wow so yeah so that'll be 
That'll be nice. That'll be so nice. I'm going to have my cake and be with my parents and hopefully we'll fix Rosie so she has brake lights. So that's good good. things. Those are good. Those are all good things. And I'm getting my mac and cheese tattoo this weekend. Oh, is it this weekend? Yeah. Saturday? On on Sunday. So post a photo of that on the Instagram stories if you want to see it. Oh, I I, want to see your parents' reaction to you getting (laughs) (laughs) They're going to go, that That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So stupid, Haley. Haley. Why? (laughs) Why not, I might ask. Where are you going to put it on your arm? Somewhere on my arm. I don't know. Wherever she thinks the best placement is. Yeah. We'll just see where it looks good where's the other one gonna go the flower line one who the who knows? fuck knows throw it on there on that one well i want to get stella here mm-hmm. on this thigh so i'm thinking for like um feng shui that i want to be like here oh here. and nothing else. oh i see so this no, like will be done. i mean eventually i want to be like eventually i'll run out of real estate yeah well then i'll just <laughs> and then keep you'll have eating and i'll to your grow <laughs> No, but the tattoos will just grow with you. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. You don't I just cut out the whole sp- part of the last episode where we talked about me tattooing my ass cheeks. But oh my god, it was too long. We talked for too long. But you know, for all inquiring minds at home, yeah, I will have ass cheek tattoos one day. And it's you know, be the hot. cheese should probably be on your ass cheek. You that's know, because that's where the cheese is gonna go. The cheese is what's making my ass cheeks. Play that much for free. We should give a shout out to one Jill James who messaged or emailed us actually at the Easy Bake Pod. Love the professionalism of an email. Yeah. Girl, you can DM us. Yeah, girl. But love it. It made me feel real special. I know. Like, oh, we're legit. Yeah. She sent us an email just saying that she loved our podcast (gasps) because she loves baking in an Easy Bake Oven too, which, hello, thank God someone else bakes in an Easy Bake Oven. (laughs) Just three, Jill. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the club. If you got any recipes, send them our way and we will credit you. I also don't want to belabor the point, but like, if you enjoy our podcast in any way, shape, or form, please tell us. It really makes our day. It's, it's all I got going for me right now. It feels like kids. we're just talking to each other sometimes, which is great. <laughs> but you can always reach out to us on Instagram at Easy Bake Coven Podcast. And also, like, if you have a spooky story, yes, we are compiling them. I know it seems like we aren't, but we are. There's just a lot going on. But one of these days, yes. you'll you will be hearing yes. a listener's stories. Yes, episode. not just our stupid asses. Because there's some creepy ass ones that people have there sent really to us already are. that I'm very excited about. But very excited. We, yeah, keep them coming. Yeah. So email us the at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram. Facebook. Oh my god, you know all the things. <laughs> I don't even. Good for you. I mean, I kind of was in my mind like, is that right? No, it's totally right. The easybakepod at gmail.com. <laughs> good, 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 Easy Bake Coven Podcast. Yeah. Easy Bake Coven podcast.com yes where we update all of our episodes every week if this they're bitch all there, does i do i don't know yeah. where she finds the time <laughs> i just do it right away I just pop it in there that they say that's what you should do when you need to do something but alas well every other area of my life i don't do that okay i don't do it any of them so uh, well as always don't forget to keep it spooky and make it sweet happy, happy haunting, haunting.